there are so many images and metaphors for Jesus, Jesus the way. In our, first, our second reading today, reading from Peter's first letter, he writes, like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow into salvation. Like newborn infants, he says, for us to long for pure spiritual milk so that by it we may grow into salvation. I think about that longing for pure spiritual milk. I don't know about you, but when I think about being nourished by Jesus, milk is not the first thing that comes to mind. Bread, this is my body. Wine, fruit of the vine, this is my blood. Yet when Peter writes in his first letter about life with Jesus as the way and the truth and the life, the nourishment he describes is the nourishment of milk, of spiritual milk. Nourishment, in a sense, by Jesus, our mother. Like newborn infants, long for pure spiritual milk. Jesus' spiritual milk is feeding us so that we may grow, is Peter's claim. It's a wild image. Jesus' mother cradling us, nurturing us, breastfeeding us. In the 11th century, Anselm of Canterbury meditated a lot on the idea of Jesus as mother. And he made the tie that by his death we are born. Medieval theologians like Marguerite Doinkt in the 13th century moved more fully into considering Jesus the crucified one as a woman in labor, a woman giving birth to new life. And moving up to the 14th century, we have Julian of Norwich writing on visions of Jesus as our mother. She wrote about Jesus, our mother, in the sense that our own mothers give us birth, and they gave us birth through lives of pain, into lives of pain and eventual death. But Jesus, Jesus gives birth into a life that is endless without death, into a life of bliss. Let's just think about this metaphor for a moment, Jesus in labor. Jesus, creative, life-giving power, birthing power, creation being birthed by Christ, through Christ. And then think about the bondedness that happens after birth between a mother and a child. A bondedness we're invited to think about between us and Jesus, between the creator and us, the created. In that bond, we're forever loved and we are forever nurtured through spiritual milk the spiritual milk that is the connectedness that only birth can bring. And that's the source of our security, our confidence, our sense of shelter. The love of Jesus, our mother, is that we were birthed through her body. Mother Jesus now feeds us with love, confidence, security, with herself, with himself. And Julian writes that the mother can give her milk, child milk to suck, but our dear mother Jesus can feed us with himself 
And he does so most generously and most tenderly with the holy sacrament, which is the precious food of life. Through feeding us, he sustains us most mercifully and graciously. The image of being fed with the spiritual milk of of Christ, the spiritual milk of God, comes up in ancient writings about the practice of baptism. In the earliest centuries, theologians, the church fathers from about the third and fourth centuries, have mentioned in their descriptions of baptisms of babies first being immersed, water, three times, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and then babies were fed with a few drops of milk and honey on their lips. So in the coming weeks, we're going to be baptizing some babies right here. And you could imagine that Reverend Nate or I would be standing by the baptismal font with a a chalice that after the child is baptized, finger would go in, little drops of spiritual milk placed on the mouths of these babes. Bodily breastfeeding and breast milk contains all the nourishment a human can need all the nutrients and all the antibodies, everything that is needed for a new formed life to thrive in the world. And think about that. Think about us receiving the nourishment from Christ that gives us enough strength, nutrients and antibodies and protection to be able to encounter the world as it is, to encounter the threats of the world, the chaos of the world, and all the things that the world needs. What's interesting in Peter's letter is that he holds up this beautiful image of the spiritual milk that Jesus feeds us with so that we can be saved, so that we can grow into full life, so that we can proclaim the good news. Peter holds that image up at the same time as he holds up the image of Jesus as a cornerstone. I mean, what a contrast, milk, and stone and rock. Jesus is the cornerstone. The image goes on as a cornerstone is in ancient architecture, the, the one that is at a 90 degree angle, making sure that not only the structure will be aesthetically looking right, that it will hold and it will be strong. And in this image of Jesus as a cornerstone, Peter writes, come to him, come to Jesus who is the living stone. And though rejected by mortals, he is the living stone upon which we can build and let ourselves be built into a spiritual house. So living stones that help us grow into a living house, a spiritual home, at the same time as a spiritual milk which nourishes us to be in the world. You've got this beautiful mashup of two images of strength and of nurture. Strength and nurture that is sourced in God, sourced in Christ. It's not nurture we do on our own. It's nurture we come to God for, that we come to Christ for. And yet, it's not nurture that is just for our own benefit. It's nurture so that we can become the spiritual home, so that we can be strong and in the world that our homes, our spiritual home, who we are, can proclaim the good news of Christ, that God's love is there for all. So let us feed on this spiritual milk. 
Let us grow our foundations, grow in Christ. Let us let God form us into who we are as beings and what our homes are and how we may shine Christ's light in the world. Amen.